Hello, and welcome to AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. I'm your host, John S. Today we'll be speaking with Jerry F. from Phoenix, Arizona. In this episode, Jerry talks about how he discovered changes that were made to the first 164 pages of the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and what he did about it. I think you'll enjoy this very interesting conversation. Hey, Jerry. How you doing? Hi, John. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to have you here again. You know, you were the very first person that I ever did a podcast with. <laughs> is that right? I was the big. <laughs> you were. You were. Okay. I've learned a lot since then. So hopefully, hopefully um, this will be um, a good one for you. So anyway, the reason we're talking today is you had a really interesting experience um, with the big book. Um, you were, and I noticed this little, this little line too. Um, and I think it was in the third edition on a certain page. It says that there was, they said something like, um, in our, in the first printing of this publication, such and such. And, and you were always told that, Hey, nothing has ever changed in the big book. So when you saw that they were talking about something being different in the first edition, it kind of caught your attention and you looked into it and what you found out was pretty interesting. I thought, yes, what, what I did actually was on page 114 in in the third or the fourth uh, edition. And, uh, it, it says in there, there's a sentence that says, since this book was first published, AA has released thousands of alcoholics from asylums and hospitals of every kind. The majority have never returned. The power of God goes deep. And I put, since it was a textbook, I don't mark other books, but textbooks I do. And so I put in margin. Uh, what the hell? I, I've been told, even by my sponsor, that the first 164 pages have never never been changed. And you can hear that in meetings today. Uh, that yeah. There's never been a change. And so I, I made a little marginal note uh, to check it out. Well, it was uh, a long time. I had I waited until I retired. And uh, basically, what I what I did then. I mean, meanwhile, I had become aware uh, uh, online and uh, other places of this change and that change. Uh, that the twelfth step had been changed. That the third pertinent idea had been changed twice. Uh, and this, these were, these were just comments that I was collecting. And so finally, I sat down and uh, uh, with the a first edition and with a second edition, and. Uh, just started to compare them page by page. And at first, I was disregarding uh, punctuation, grammar, anything of that sort. Uh, it's it's um, unimportant. Uh, who cares? And just looking for the, the big changes, as, as it were, the, the really uh, meaningful ones. And then I, I got, I don't know, maybe a chapter into it and realized, and I began to see, uh, for example, the word power, that was capitalized in one place and not in another. Well, that changes the meaning entirely of that of that word. Totally. Capitalized yeah, and, and of the, the concept yeah. that 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 whole section is dealing with. And so I had to scrap my work and go back. Mm-hmm. And this is what I did for I I believe it was about six weeks. I would get up in the morning, fix my pot of coffee, go into my office, and spend the entire day with those two books side by side, making notes and the the vast majority of which were punctuation. And uh, so it was a uh, uh, tedious work. It was uh, mm-hmm. not, not, not enjoyable in any way. Uh, 
But there were some interesting changes too. And I began to record all of them. And what I reached was uh, 401 changes. Wow. Yes. And uh, so that's that in itself is, is significant. So, uh, so what were some of the more interesting changes that you found? Well, see, there is, John, the most difficult part of the project really was not allowing myself to deal with that. If I made a value judgment that this was meaningful and this other one was just uh, mm-hmm. incidental, uh, then I was uh, then I would reject a change. And I, I decided not to ask myself that question. Don't put any value judgment okay. on it. The interesting ones, uninteresting to me or to you, might be different. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I wanted to go ahead for a count. And so that's the question I didn't allow myself to to uh, ask. But of course, since then, and even during then, though I didn't make any note of it, I saw some interesting changes that, w- that, that I, we would consider interesting. For example, because of our because mm-hmm. of our secularity, uh, especially, and this is odd. The word in uh, chapter seven, uh, the word fellowship, mm-hmm. is uh, in lower case. And in the change to the second edition, the F in fellowship was capitalized. So that's an emphasization that of the fellowship. And of course, I'm all for that, as we many of us believe that it is the fellowship right. rather than some deity that is is working on us. But but uh, at the same time, on uh, in chapter 11, four times the word fellowship occurs, and in the first edition. It was always capitalized in the second uh-huh. edition. It was in lowercase, uh-huh. and uh, so that's a deemposition of the fellowship. And then also in chapter eleven, the word fellow. That's interesting. So after the first edition, it was deemphasized. It was deemphasized in chapter eleven. It was emphasized in chapter seven. Uh, so if you know, if you're looking for an agenda, who did what and why, kind of right. a thing. Uh, it's it's very difficult. Also in chapter 11, the the word fellow, the, it says fellow of Alcoholics Anonymous twice, and that was capitalized in the first edition and in lowercase in the second edition. So, you know, I begin to speculate, well, okay, so what if we had, say, two people or three or whatever working on this project and right. and they don't, they don't, uh, communicate with each other <laughs> one right. one has feelings one way and one the other way i don't know it, it's really hard to draw uh any conclusions that you can really feel comfortable with uh on the entire 164 pages although in various chapters you can get an idea of what the changes were all about yeah I don't know if you've ever been to one of these um, hardcore big book study groups, but I w- there's one here in Kansas City that um, is just totally um, crazy about the big book. But they actually pay attention to all these little things like what word is capitalized and what it means because it's capitalized and all of this. So I bet that pe- they would be very surprised to learn that changes were made of those first 164 pages because I think a lot of people assume that there wasn't any changes. Right, right. No, I have not uh, had that opportunity. In fact, when I was doing this, I was interested in starting a big book study, but a real Mm -hmm. big book study, not just read and start talking about what happened with you and your boss that day. 
But right. uh, yeah, but actually studying the big book with other people because that I felt I could I could get from uh, additional information, different additional input from people with uh, different opinions. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was unable to really start in this area at any rate. Uh, no one seemed to be interested in actually understanding why Bill wrote this instead of that, and and how mm-hmm. uh, one one chapter seemed to differ so much. Uh, at, at the time, you know, I. I the, I just I took an instant dislike to the chapter to employers because mm. uh, nothing to do with with the subject matter but it's just pure English comp it's poorly written uh, yeah <laughs> he he starts out with an idea and he makes a, a point and then he goes on to another paragraph another paragraph and then he's back at that first point now that 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 can be a a device he he could be reemphasizing it something. I understand that that's something that writers do, but that wasn't the case here. It was just the fact that the guy was writing like stream of consciousness almost. I mean, it it just didn't, it was was not outlined. It was very poorly done. I remember reading somewhere that Hank Parkhurst wanted to write that chapter. Do you, do you, do you, do you recall that? Yes. I didn't know it at the time, but I do know now, I mean, uh, among AA historians, uh, uh-huh. especially the ones that I uh, have some respect for, there's no doubt in their minds that Hank Parkhurst uh, wrote that chapter to employers. So he did write and, it. Okay. Yeah, and so okay. no wonder no wonder it was uh, jumped out as so different. Uh, I also didn't like Two Wives uh, almost as yeah. bad and also for for compositional reasons, although I, there's no question that Bill wrote that one. So, right. Yeah. So, but most he of missed an change, opportunity there. Had he let Lois write that, that, that would have made a tremendous difference, I think. In that book. Well, was, yeah. That well, of course, as, as the, as the story goes at any rate, as you, as we read a history at any rate, we're told that, uh, Bill, that Lois wanted to write it and Bill wouldn't. And then, uh, of all things, he turned to Dr. Bob's wife, Anne, and asked her right. to write it, uh, and she refused. And so Lois not is not even second best in this story. Uh, Bill <laughs> says, "Okay, then I'll write it." So <laughs> poor well, Lois. I never knew that. <laughs> wow. Yes, that, that that that's what historians say uh, that, that, that I read, and uh, so that must have been a terrible blow uh, for uh, Lois to take. Yeah, yeah, and she, I, I mean, there's no doubt she could have written. Anybody could have written a better chapter than the one on yeah. the wives. It's really poorly, poorly done, uh, and, not, and not even addressing the content, but just the way it's written. It's it's yeah. poor. So yeah. Yeah, and so we have to accept that our basic text is is flawed in some ways. So yeah. how okay? So people were making these changes, I guess, in AA World Services. Is that who would actually be doing these changes? Yes, that would be AAWS would be the one who would make the changes. No one else would make those changes. That's and right. so they would have to be sitting around talking to each other, you know, and talking these changes over. I would think, and they must have a reason for making them. I would think. Right. Right. You would That's think what's so interesting. <laughs> if you're changing the first 164 pages of, of the big book, you would think any change would have uh, a significant reason, or you wouldn't make it. Uh, yeah. And yet, to look at the changes again, most of them are. I would agree with the the uh, anyone who says would say, well, come on, for maybe yeah, it's 400, but. But that's a lot of uh, punctuation. It is. Mm-hmm. It is, in fact, a lot of punctuations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Bill apparently learned 
to write, when you learn to write, if you had two clauses in a sentence, you separated them with a comma. And well, the nuns who taught me may have lived mm-hmm. in a time warp in many ways. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they did. But, but they taught me also that anytime there's a clause or two, you separate them with a comma. That, then styles in the English language changed, I don't know, decades ago, 30, 40 years ago. And right now we write run-on sentences. Uh, we don't mm-hmm. use commas nearly as much. Uh, if it's a dependent clause in the sentence, then there's a com- the commas are used to separate that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, commas, and, this, and a lot of these changes are commas. There are some deletions of commas. So what is interesting there is that look at the intent. AAWS was stylistically changing the big book. Mm-hmm. They were bringing it up to date. And for those who want to change the big book today and bring it more up to date and, re- and get rid of the archaic language and et cetera, uh, that has to be an interesting uh, observation that, that AA not only was willing, but they, they took on the task themselves of updating the English language in the 164 pages by uh, changing the, uh, the the commas and the semicolons and et cetera, just to bring it more stylistically up to date. So that's interesting. So that the peop so that people could read could understand it better. Although you know, I use a lot of commas when I write. I must have been taught that. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, and that uh, that could be Catholicism in in the in the making. I don't know. <laughs> but all, but, uh, all I know is uh, change the meaning of a sentence quite a bit. I'm know? sorry. Comma could change the meaning of a sentence quite a bit. Yes. Yes. How yes. it's read. Right. So. Right. But yeah, you make a good point. Because um, for people that want to have, you know, a program of recovery written in, in language that is easier for people in the 21st century to understand, um, to be told that the big book can't be changed without a lot of work and effort, and that's just simply not true. Right, right. And in fact, the, fir- the, the first uh, edition was changed in the second edition, and the second edition was changed in the third edition. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, in fact, the story of the big book, and I know AA has put out a, a little uh, booklet, uh, the a brief history of the of the uh, big book. Uh, the story that should be told about the brief history of the big book is that it changes in every edition, and mm. that it is an ongoing change. Uh, but there were uh, there were other things. Here's here's one. This is. Uh, it's just interesting to me that uh, in chapter seven it says uh, argument and fault finding are to be avoided like leprosy, and that was changed oh, to argument to and plague. fault finding are to be avoided like the plague. And they're both idiomatic, but for some reason they decided to go with a cliche, <laughs> which is which is as idiomatic, but but is but is actually a worse choice uh, word choice I would think because it is a cliche to use plague instead of leprosy. I, unless yeah. they were concerned about insulting alcoholic lepers or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. That. that was an interesting change. You mentioned um, the, they, oh, what was it? The word, the um, alcohol, problem drinker and alcoholic. What was that situation, Jerry? Um, oh, oh well, every time that it said ex-alcoholic, it was changed to ex-problem drinkers. Now, isn't that interesting? Yes, in every single case. Now, that's all throughout 11 chapters, uh, it was changed. Uh, So now there you can read some intentionality into it, can't you? I mean, you might say, 
that, yeah, that, that, that AA decided they don't want to be saying that, that you're always an alcoholic. That's, that's, that must have been where that concept began to take hold uh, of uh-huh. not saying ex-alcoholic, of always saying that you're always an alcoholic. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, somewhere along there, it, it, the, the, change, the people who changed it really did have a, a, an, an agenda there. You know, when I talk to when I talk to big book, I call them big book fundamentalists, and most of it isn't really actual real talking, but it's like exchanges on Facebook and stuff. They make a big deal about uh, being a problem drinker or a real alcoholic, (laughs) you know, Um, and now here's the big book kind of kind of turning the two around. Right. I don't know. Right. I mean, people who thump the big book. They they should they might be interested in knowing that some of some of what they 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 are espousing wasn't necessarily the case in previous editions. Right, That's right, and and uh, it it the, it continues to change. And there's in uh, in chapter five how it works. There's a there's a sentence uh, in the first uh, edition. We were prepared to look at it, excuse me, we were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the second edition, it was changed to, we were prepared to look for it from an oh. entirely different angle. And then in the third edition, it was changed back to, we were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. Well, that's weird. From from or for whatever, I'm sure I didn't have not not looked, but maybe it's been changed again in the fourth edition. I don't know. It's, I don't care whether it has. It's okay, just, one it's, was we're going to look at it from a different angle, and the other one is we're going to look at it for, for a, different, a angle? different angle. Yeah, I, it, those are kind of different things. We're looking at it from. Okay, if you're looking at it from a different angle, then that means that you're going to take a different perspective. Okay, but if you take if you're looking at it for a different angle then you're looking for some change in whatever the thing you're looking in. That, that's how I would read it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It is a little and different. The, the same <laughs> kind of thing occurs uh, in, in Chapter 7. Uh, it, it, the, uh, there's a sentence that uh, part of which is, his own convictions have not worked and yours have. Uh, then in the second edition, his own editions have not worked and Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's not not clear. Uh, there's a, a they simply eliminated a comma. His own evictions ha- his own convictions have not worked, comma, and yours have. So then, in the okay. second edition, they take the comma out. In the third edition, they put the comma back in. So okay. <laughs> yes, it's it's in flux. It changes in every edition. Uh, the spelling of whiskey. I don't know why that should matter so much, but the uh-huh. but the spelling of whiskey with an e in it or without an e in it is changed in in some places in the first 164 pages, and in others it's it's not. It's left uh, was unchanged. the old spelling supposed to be without the e? Was that yeah, the old, well, depending on what the, whatever the the dial is uh, at this point, uh, what uh-huh. are we putting whiskey with an e or are we putting it out in in the, in the big book? At this point, it's spelled two different ways in the first 164 pages, as it was in the first edition, although some of those were changed, you know. Hmm. And then there's, there are changes, uh, like in Chapter 2, there is a solution. It's talking about alcoholics uh, who have been brought into AA, and the sing, a single sentence is, all have recovered. Then okay. in, in, in the, the second edition... edition 
nearly all have recovered. Ah, Maybe today kind of we would say sometimes some recover occasionally or something. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> it would be impossible for them all to recover, I think. <laughs> well, that is interesting. So they did kind of correct themselves there. And, and they probably, that's a good thing because uh, I don't think we, that would have been a problem if, they, if we all recovered, I guess. I don't know. Right. Interesting. Right. right. Um, I was going to ask you, you said there was a change made to the 12th step. What was that? Well, the 12th step, just the just, uh, spiritual to, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Yeah, and the word awakening you, was experiences, and then it was changed oh. to awakening. The word, yeah, the word experiences was changed, and then there, was another, there were two changes made in the 12th step. Uh, there, there was an, and I cannot think of it all. It's a they small actually changed change. the 12th step. <laughs> Yeah, this is the 12th step. step. Yeah, it was changed wow. twice. Just like the third pertinent idea was changed twice. But yeah, uh, but the other change was also a, a removal of a, not of a comma or anything, but of a, of a word, a small word or something. So uh -huh. yeah, so the, it changed. In my mind, there's a difference between awakening and experience. And I think even the big book, when they came out with that, um, oh, the, what is it, the, the third appendix, they're, they're, they were trying to differentiate. They said, okay, when we first wrote this book, the reader might have thought that, that we all have these um, sudden revelations. Well, I would think of an awakening as like a sudden revelation, like what Bill had in Towns Hospital, whereas an experience is something that happens more gradually over time. So, okay, so how it's written now. Having had a spiritual awakening is how it's written now, but yes, it was it was experience. Right. Now, why that's would correct. they change that? That it seems like they're going. They're actually changing it the other way. They're actually going, making it more like a to me anyway, an awakening. I guess it doesn't have to be. I guess an awakening can be over a period of time too. But it's just that is a weird change. I think it's a pretty significant change. Yes, yes. It, it was enough to, to them at any rate to uh, to change it. Uh, when was that change made? Well, we only know yeah. that it was made between the 10th printing of the first edition and the 15th printing of the second edition. I don't uh -huh. I, I don't have access to every uh, printing of every edition, so I can't. And that second edition, did that come out like in the 50s? Yes, right. Okay, right. okay. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, and then, you know, there are changes in like in chapter five uh, uh, that God could and would if he were sought. Well, it originally was that God could and would if sought and then it would then he were and that and the he were, you know, I have no problem with many of these changes. I think yeah. he were helps to clarify that sentence. And so, you know, I'm all for it. But, if, uh, he were sought, if, sought, if he were sought. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Again, it's it's not the changes themselves as much as it is the fact that we say we didn't make these changes. So right, yeah, and because um, we could make changes if we wanted to, and right. they're not being honest when they say that they did make changes. Now right. you well, they're being actually in in some cases they just skate pretty close to the uh, to the truth or to the untruth, uh, but in other cases they they lie. I mean, they say right. clearly, we have not made any changes in that text. I have not had sex with that woman. You know, it, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's it's it either is or it isn't, and they have, in fact, made many changes. Uh, yeah. So, so you um, 
got this to the General Service Conference. Yes. Well, it, it, actually, what happened, John, is when I saw all of these changes, the first thing I'm thinking is, come on, a little old man in Gilbert, Arizona, is not going to discover something that the world has never known. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Uh, everybody must know about this. Others must know. But I talked to people, and I couldn't find anyone who knew about it. And so... <laughs> Uh, on the advice of one of them, I, I wrote to uh, AAWS, I wrote a letter, and I included the study, which is quite a few pages, uh, uh, showing all of the changes that were made in the 401. And I asked, and I pointed out the places that AA literature says that no changes were made. Mm-hmm. Uh and including in the uh, preface to the fourth edition. When that came out, actually the fourth edition, when it came out, that's what really stoked it for me because this was the first time that they were using the big book. They had already done it with uh, Experience, Strength, and Hope and uh, Pass It On. They had had told flat lies that that the text of the big book never changed, didn't happen, Mm -hmm. no way. But now they were telling that lie in the big book. And so that to me counted more. And so when the fourth edition came out and they said that no changes have been made, that pissed me off. And so I wrote to AAWS with these 401 changes and said, you know, how can you say, I, what, what is the reasoning behind it that you, that you make a statement like that when, in fact, these are the changes that have been made? Uh, why did you change from uh, where, when you used to have some wiggle room to where you don't right now? And I didn't get an answer to that letter that I sent. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, five, six weeks later, I wrote it again. And it was a follow-up, and I wrote it to the literature committee and asked, why is it that they are making this statement in the fourth edition uh, that they have not made in the big book before, and it, and it's a falsehood? Why are you saying this? Uh and I didn't, I wasn't, there was no outrage or anything in the letter. It was simply, mm-hmm. it was a question. Why right. is this happening? Why are you doing this? I, I would like to understand uh, not so much why those changes were made, although I am interested in that, but more, mm-hmm. why are we saying that they weren't, weren't made when they were? Right. Good point. And uh, so I kept hammering that point. Well, then I finally called and uh, I spoke to someone who was very, very kind. And she said that, yes, she is the one who gets the uh, material that comes to them. And so she would have routed it. And when I explained what the content was, she said, well, I don't know that I remember that particularly, except that I definitely would have routed that to the literature committee. So why don't you address your concerns to them? I said, fine, I will. So I wrote a letter to the literature committee. saying that I have sent several of these uh, packages to them. Uh, I have more, and I'm looking for an answer, some sort of response from you, and I didn't get any response at all. So uh, so I was left uh, without that avenue of approaching directly AA and having them respond to me. That Mm -hmm. didn't happen. So yeah, that's when... I I know they know how to respond to letters, because when when I started my group up, they were very responsive. So evidently, someone was reading your letter and didn't want to respond. In fact, a man who was sort of a mentor to me, who had been in AA for many years and had been 
uh, office manager for decades, uh, and he just knew AA backward and forward. He knew everything mm-hmm. about it, the, the history. When, when I told him about writing a letter to AWS, and, and I said whether I would get a response, he said, oh, no, they always respond, Jerry. You, yeah, you will get do. an answer. I mean, I don't know what they're going to say about this because this is uh, really something I've never – he didn't know about this either. No one that I spoke uh-huh. to with people with decades of uh, AA experience knew anything yeah. about these changes. But he said, oh, no, no, they, they will definitely uh, respond. Well, they yeah. didn't. <laughs> they didn't. And that is yeah. funny because I, that's how I always think of them as very responsive. Anytime I've ever – you know, the few occasions I've ever done anything with reaching out to them, they've always been very, very responsive. Right. So, yeah, obviously they did not want to respond to your letter. Right. So, yeah, at that, at that point, since I was very uh, active or had been very active uh, in general service, uh, both of the GSR, DSM, et cetera. So, uh, DC, DCM, uh, that I, but, but I no longer was, in fact, I was working very closely working with our inner group, uh, and I was on, on the board there and putting my energies there when this all happened, the fourth edition came out and they, they made that statement. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I decided that I would use that, uh, that I know how it works. You, any member, and I doubt that there's a, a, not a lot of AA members that know this, but anybody mm-hmm can write uh, a motion uh, basically to be uh, mm-hmm. heard by their state or how, however their uh, areas are broken yeah. up to yeah to, to their general service and uh, request that something be placed that that the uh, in, in my case Arizona Arizona area uh, would take this information and take it to New York and ask the questions and uh so i wrote i drafted uh a suggestion a change and i explained in it it was only a couple of pages explained in it what uh, the some of the changes and why i was concerned about no changes and etc well it i went to the uh state uh function where it was it was presented and it when it was read uh, there were, I don't know, there could have been 400, 500, 500 people in that room. Uh, they were, again, one amazement that this, these sorts of changes had been made. And they agreed immediately to take it and take it to New York, make an Arizona motion out of it. Well, once that happens in general service, what happens is it's no longer Jerry Finnegan's. It's now right. Arizona area who is doing the asking. And right. so they took it there and, uh, I now here I don't have to rely on hearsay, but I am told by delegates and by people who were there that it was quite a, a little battle on the uh, on the floor when it was brought up because it was no sooner brought up than it was basically dismissed out of hand by uh, AAWS. And uh, can I ask you a real quick kind of procedural question that yeah. I was kind of curious about? Okay, I know that in, you're right that any AA member can can present whatever any motion to their area assembly, but can that person also answer questions if people have questions about the motion, just like they would if they were a GSR presenting the motion at the the state function at the assembly, at, right? At the assembly, yes, at the assembly, okay. at the assembly, uh, I had written my 
proposal in such a way that I, I wrote something and then I wrote and, and then I would write a few more sentences and I would write a few more sentences. And I was writing a one really basically long run on sentences and connecting all of them. And one of the people with Arizona area, just before it was going to be presented, brought it to me and he asked, can I make this change and he penciled in he, he crossed off the ands and put period mm -hmm. after each and i said yes sure uh mm -hmm. and so he didn't have me stand up and speak or anything but he did okay. present it while i was in the room with okay. the changes that he had made so okay yeah so then yeah. you're then after they approve it this is when it really becomes a big deal because it, it carries more weight having the area behind it and, the, and they're going to take it to the general service conference exactly right and you and you were and i i think i interrupted you but you said at the general service conference there go ahead and you were you getting ready to go into that jerry when i interrupted you oh i was just saying that it had it, it didn't it wasn't easy uh but by this time people had read it and they had read this some had even taken the, the study behind it the i don't know how many pages it is 30 40 pages uh worth of changes and looked at them and read them, and they were they were upset that these mm -hmm. changes had been made in some cases. Although I wasn't, again, I tried to distance myself from from whether this was a good change or a bad change, right. and just that it was a change. And you're saying that it hasn't been. So I, I hewed to that all the way through here. But very definitely, when when I, as I'm told, when Arizona area presented it from the floor. Uh, it it was a it was a very slow build for one thing. People weren't paying all that much attention. Uh, it was dismissed out of hand, and they and the Arizona area rep uh, delegate uh, went back at it and said, "No, no, I want this." And he and he pushed it, and then more and more people began to, to become become aware of what he was saying that the 164 pages have been changed hundreds of times, <laughs> and they were amazed as most people are when they hear this. Uh, and so then they began to get behind the motion uh, that AAWS ought to hear this. And the, the, unfortunately, when I wrote it and the way AA present, I'm sorry, the uh, way uh, Arizona area presented it, I said that AA is changing, is saying in the fourth edition of the big book, that no changes have been made uh, in the first 164 pages. And I, and I wrote that in Pass It On, the story of Bill Wilson and how the AA message reaches mm -hmm. the world, uh, they did the same. And in, the, uh, in, in other, other AA material, too, they had said that no changes have been made. So I, so I wanted all of those addressed. Uh, every time mm -hmm. that we said that no changes have been made, I wanted that to be corrected. And right. I, I understand, understandably, since it became a very heated discussion, uh, be, the focus began to be the big book and the big book only. And then when it passed, which is to say AWS was forced to make a change, uh, it was only the big book that they uh, that had any attention paid to it. So, so um, I'm going to ask you some questions because I just don't know. Um, so uh, I know what the General Service Office is. I know what the General Service Conference is. AA World Services, that's just the publishing arm. Is that right? Did they, they do the publishing part? 
Yeah, I think they do a little more than publishing, but but, but okay. no doubt publishing is the largest uh, part of their of what they do. Yes, yes. Okay, but they're run by GSO. Is exactly. That, I uh, mean, the GSO okay. is the overriding uh, entity. Sure. Okay, yeah. but the um, the assembly, which is actually because we're upside down triangle, they I'm not the assembly, but the the general service conference, which is composed of all these area delegates. They are the ones that can tell General Service Conference what to do. So they can say, they can tell the general. I mean, they can tell the GSO, okay, you've got to do this, and GSO must do that. Yes, and that has happened uh, more than a few, more than a dozen times. And certainly, this was one time, but it's happened fairly often through the through our history that the uh, delegates from the floor have been on one side of an issue, and the uh, GSO. Uh, has been on the other side, and in all cases, it's it's uh, simply a matter of the delegates win uh, if it comes right. down to a, a disagreement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and so that's, interesting. They can actually tell the general service office because see, I was um, I have a little motion pending before my area assembly, which is kind of um, oh, I'll tell you what it is. Basically, it says that um, when the general service office shares its experience with. Um, central offices and intergroups about whether or not to list an agnostic group in the meeting directory, the GSO should always be very clear and unambiguous in sharing that the experience is, yes, we list them. And so I said, I want I want the General Service Conference to direct GSO to provide this experience when they get calls from central offices, because I know they get them from time to time. And what I was kind of thinking of was that lawsuit in Toronto. I was thinking that, boy, GSO kind of, they, they could have been more direct, you know, in, in letting the Toronto guys know. Anyway, so my, my delegate says, oh, we can't tell GSO what to do, but they can, can't they? Oh. <laughs> well, uh, why, is that something different? Oh, no, I, I would, I would, I would differ greatly there. Yes, in fact, the delegates—that's what they're there for. Uh, uh-huh. And the and the service manual is quite clear about that. They have the responsibility to make changes and to, to tell. They are the ones. Yeah, they are actually the deliberative body. They are the ones who get to tell uh, everybody in New York exactly what to do when they when they decide what they want done. Yes, uh, right. I would disagree with your your delegate on that. I think that too. And so far what I've seen, and I haven't been in service for that long, but I see the upside down triangle working pretty good because um, I as just a, a one single GSR representing my group can take something to the assembly. And even if I'm in the minority, I get to be heard, you know, often taught, you know, however many times I, whatever, um, the minority opinion has to be heard, but but it's really given very serious consideration. And then once it gets to the assembly, they're the ones that, you know, then they have to get with all their delegates, though, but then they, they do run to kind of get things changed. I mean, I do think it's possible to get change done in AA, and I don't think it has to take forever. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Once the delegates get behind it, it's a, it, it'll get done. Yes. Yep. I, I actually received uh, uh, one phone call as a result of all of this when the changes were made because now it was an Arizona area and, and no one necessarily knew who I was. But a, a delegate, uh, or he may have been an alternate delegate, but anyway, I know he was from New Jersey and he called me here at my house and he asked me if I was the one who had uh, written mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, and I was surprised because, of course, my name no longer appeared anywhere, but he'd somehow found it out. And we talked about it for a while, and he wanted to know more about the changes and uh, whether I had made any other 
because I, I kept the first 164 pages. So mm-hmm. the, the question there is, well, what about the rest of it? What about the, uh, the prefaces to the big book mm-hmm. and to the, the doctor's opinion and all those other uh, areas? Were there changes made there? And in fact, there were. Uh, in yeah. every in every edition, I'd like to just kind of emphasize that in every edition, the doctor's opinion has changed. The doctor may be changing his opinions <laughs> even now as we speak, because it changes quite a bit. And the and uh, of all odd things, the forward to the first edition, it's already right. It's printed. It's right there in right. the first edition. The forward. So in the second edition, the forward to the first edition is printed in the second edition, except that it's not. There are six or seven changes made to the forward to the first edition when it appears in the second edition. Moreover, (laughs) there are five or six changes made to the preface to the second edition when it appears in the third edition. So they keep giving us this look back at what the prefaces were on the earlier editions except yeah. they changed them significantly. <laughs> so, oh, and, wow. and here we're not talking commas. Here we're talking language and, and uh, meaning. Uh, uh-huh. I think that changes more in the forwards and in the doctor's opinion than it does in the actual 164 pages. So, Do you remember what kind of changes they, were, they made to the doctor's opinion? Uh, no, I don't okay. really remember that right off. The only reason I ask is that's the one chapter I probably read more than any other because I, I had a sponsor that he said I had to read something every day for 30 days, believe it or not. And if I missed a day, I had to start all over again. Well, I, I actually I actually did that with the doctor's opinion. I don't know how many damn times I read it, but I read it a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it is I, actually a pretty, pretty good chapter, I think, or good good little uh, write-up. Yeah, I, I, my, I agree with you on that. I, in fact, in, in sponsoring, I tell people, uh, yes, by all means, read the forwards and read the 164 mm-hmm. pages. But when you're done, go back and reread the doctor's opinion, because I just think that it's much more meaningful after you wade through those 11 chapters, the doctor's opinion, it will be much clearer what that man was trying to get to when he wrote what he did. Yeah. 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 There is something to that. Yeah. yeah I still, I still like the doctor's opinion though. I think it wouldn't hurt to have an updated uh, opinion, have a more, maybe another, another doctor also opine. Right. Yeah. That's for another day, I guess. Yes. Yes. Although the the people again who are interested in changing uh, the big book, uh, they they have a an opening here. They can talk about continuing changes and uh, more changes and more updating than has been than we've been doing, et cetera. So it's uh, the slippery slope is is long slipped. So they yeah. just need to grab onto that and take. I find that. it really interesting. They actually changed something in the twelve steps themselves. You know that. That you know, it's probably not a big deal whether you call it an awakening or experience, but maybe awakening actually sounds better when you read it. I don't know, but it's interesting because you know they make a big deal about changing the steps, whether you can or you can't. Yes, and and again, what was also interesting as far as changes go is, and again, this this may just seem like a a, a very minor change, but they're in uh, in the book big book and it talks about the in the. 164 pages talks about on chapter seven the 12 steps of of the program of recovery well Mm -hmm. the program recovery 
is capitalized. So we're really clearly talking about the program of recovery. And of course, the 12 steps are the program of recovery. So what did they do? In the second edition, they put program, they they put the program recovery in lowercase, de-emphasizing the program of recovery. And you just scratch your head and say, why the hell would you do that? (laughs) <laughs> Why would you yeah, de-emphasize you the program of recovery? So, so do you think after that that motion, do you think that, or maybe you even know, have they made any changes since that time? Well, of course, they made the one change in which they did take out, or they, they did put the the word in largely when they're in the, in the preface to the fourth edition. They changed that. Yeah. Uh, so, so that the, gave them the wiggle room. What they did as a result of my sending that in, that the response that they actually made was to insert the word largely, that, that the changes have been large, that the first 164 right. pages have been largely unchanged. Yes. Yeah. So they changed the preface in, in that uh, area. And, uh, th- but so do you think no, that they can't, are they not allowed really? Okay, I know that they have changed the big book, but do you think now if they wanted to change the big book that they would be more careful if they wanted to make changes like that? I would hope that they would know that people are watching, that people are reading the big book so closely that if they make changes like that, uh, that people are going to know about it. And so don't yeah. don't go saying things. But un- unfortunately, we still have what our, there's no other word for it, what our, our lies within our literature, because uh, experience, strength, and hope uh, is still says that no changes have been made. And pass it on, no change, still says then no changes have been made. Unchanged uh, is, is the word they use. Unchanged is the original text of the of the first eleven chapters. Well, it's not not unchanged. It's, it's remarkably right. changed. Uh, and so we're still uh, up to that. And, and we're not. The AAWS is not willing to take the high road and write the brief history of the big book and say yes, many. Changes have been made, especially in punctuation and grammar, stylistic changes, to, et cetera. And, uh, you know, just take the high road and say, yes, it has happened. However, now at this point, uh, the sentiment is such that we would not make any changes uh, to the yeah, first hundred. exactly. Here's, John, here, you know, you know Phyllis uh, yeah. from the, the general manager of GSO. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So she spoke at uh, Santa Monica. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't catch her at uh, Santa Monica because I've seen her speak twice and mm-hmm. uh, she's and she has a good story and she delivers mm-hmm. it very well. But the two times I'd heard it, they were identical. And so I didn't care to mm-hmm. hear it for a third time. But here's a, here's a little story of, of what happened. Uh, I was at Prasa and Phyllis spoke. And she spoke for an hour, and then they said, we're going to take a break, an hour, lunch or dinner break, I don't know. At any rate, it was a meal break. And then we're going to come back, and Phyllis is going to spend, I think, 20 minutes on Q&A. So we have a basket up here, and here are some paper. They were like a quarter of of an A4 page. And uh, slip, fill out a question if you have one for Phyllis, and she'll pick it out. And uh, so... I grabbed a handful of those and went out in the lobby and I wrote uh, that what I wrote was, why is it 
that AAWS claims that no changes have been made to the first 164 pages when, in fact, 400 changes were made to the first edition and seven changes were made to the forward of the first edition as it appears in the second edition and eight changes were made to the forward to the second edition as it appears in the fourth edition and six changes were made to the doctor's opinion of the first edition as it appears in the second edition. That's what I wrote. Uh I still have a slip so I know exactly what I wrote. Well, at the end of an hour, my hand was cramped and Mm -hmm. I took all these and put them up in the basket. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phyllis called a couple of uh, names or a couple of questions rather. And then she had mine. She started mm-hmm. reading it. And when she did, she, her, she started, her speech started to slow oh, and wow. also became lower. But you know, at a, at a process, there's almost 2000 people. And these guys mm-hmm. and gals were talking amongst themselves and they were definitely drowning her out with their talk their crosstalk among themselves uh and she did when she finished up she said something i don't know if this is a speech or a question or something like that because it was a long long question Mm -hmm. i give her credit to that she got a little laughter out of that but she said well yes of course changes have been made in time uh some changes here and there uh but in essentially uh nothing much has been changed and she went let it go at that and drew the next one. Mm-hmm. Well, I found that interesting because I, they had said when she was going to draw the slips that, that, that God's this was God's will, whichever oh. got, got chosen. <laughs> and I thought Jerry's will had a part in there too. So, uh, so I, uh, in, I went out in the hallway when Phyllis was leaving and there was a little queue had been forming. There's like three or four people in front of me and three or four behind me. And uh, it, t- uh, in the hallway to to talk to Phyllis, and so I when my, my turn came up, I said, uh, "Yeah, Phyllis, I enjoyed very much what you had to say. I'm the guy who wrote that long question about the changes that have been made to the big book." And she stiffened, and she and she blanched, and huh. uh, she interrupted me. She said, That's as far as I got. She said, "I want you to know." that Bill approved every one of those changes. Okay. And I said, really? No, I, I did not know huh. that. Uh, thank you. Thank you for telling me that. Now, I'd like to, you know, I got to interrupt John and say, I like to think I'm a better person today than I was 12 years ago, but uh-huh. I wouldn't say something snarky now today. But then I, and what happened happened. I, uh-huh. I, she told me that Bill had approved all these changes and I said, Really? No, I think that's interesting that he made that he approved all of those changes that we in fact know were not changed, were not made. And uh, and she kind of uh, turned colors on that uh, and pushed past me and walked out. And so that was the end of that. You know, I was kind of wondering about that of Bill W. Because a lot of those changes were made while he was still alive, but not all of them were. Some of those were made. I think you said in the fourth edition, weren't they? Oh, yes. The third, the third, third, there's changes yeah, in the third from the second then. and fourth. But I, so that, that tell you, like we were speaking earlier about how these changes, how this went about. Was there a committee? Uh, when mm-hmm. she told me that Bill knew about all of those changes, let's, let's accept that as true, uh, as okay. a true statement. I have no reason to doubt her. Well, if that means that back at the ranch, Back in New York, they know the story of what happened about these changes and why right. they were made. 
and they they know the real history of the big book back there. They know and and they know what what the arguments must have been about why change this or why not change that. I wonder what else was going to be changed but didn't pass. That is the, interesting. And plus, someone had to primer someone had to t tell her about all she wouldn't have known that bill approved any of that stuff someone had to tell her that that all of that happened right so there's a whole so happen story on a fascinating story back there in new york yeah, that we don't know it is yeah. really interesting yeah I'd, huh. like, I'd very much like to know what what the thought was behind even when they grabbed it first initially and began to decide that it needed to be changed yeah. I wonder and, if you know, they it might hesitated. Be one of those things like I'm the sorry? government sometimes it might be like one of those things like you know the government says it's always the, it's always the cover up that's worse than the actual action. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. The changes themselves, by and large, are not all of that not all that significant. But the fact that we continue to say that we never made any changes is significant. And yeah. and why and why why deny them? I mean, they're especially there's more the more insignificant they are, the more you have to wonder why denied that you made such an yeah. significant change. Oh, I don't know. Man. That's a mystery to me. And yeah. but there are people, people there are people who know the answer to that. So there are. There are people that know the answer to that. Yeah. 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 Well, I know. I do know that the big book is pretty, pretty revered. I mean, I, 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 I respect the big book as a historical document and even and even as a, it even plays a role in my recovery. And I think everybody should read it. But some people take it, take their worship of the big book to extremes. And, and maybe maybe they know that up in, in, in um, at GSO, that there, there are people that really um, might be upset if, if, they, if they thought people were tampering with the big book right 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 and since then the the uh manuscript has come out the multi-lip uh, version and I'm, mm -hmm. you're able we're able to compare that well we're able to compare the multi-lip with the manuscript with the first edition uh the first printing of the first edition and it that's fascinating to see yeah. the changes since i i i really think that ruth I mean, at, uh, in that publishing room at the time, that printer's room, we're told Hank was there and Ruth and Bill. That's it. Now, Jimmy Burwell had a lot to do with uh, the secularity, that, that, the little secularity that does exist within the, uh, the big yeah. book. But Hank, I mean, Bill and Lois were living with Hank. They owed their their housing to him, and he bought, right. he hired Bill when they started the uh, business. And so... Bill was answerable to Hank in a lot of ways, and Hank, so Hank's influence over Bill, I, I suspect, was larger than Jimmy Burwell's. He, Jimmy was perhaps more uh, loud about it, but Hank was an atheist, and he was always an atheist, and he, mm -hmm. his influence over Bill, when the three of them were standing, I'd like to see, uh, yeah, that's a great little play that could be written. The three of them are standing there with the galleys, and they're they're looking at the proofs and they're taking pencils and they're changing this and then you can see when the changes were made how a change was scratched out and another one written in over that you can see that we can see that today looking at that material and but we don't know whether it was Ruth or Hank or, or Bill that made the change and then changed the change but it's a fascinating uh I, I would just you know I just think of that uh whatever hour or two they spent changing the galley and uh what that, that must have been like. I, yeah. I want to buy that. I, I've got that um 
what's it called? Um, the it's not it's not a manuscript, but what was it called? The um, oh, you, I you used the word. I can't remember what it was, but um, anyway, the original the manuscript. Multi-list, uh, yeah, the, yeah. Multi-list, the multi-list. Yeah, the multi Right. So I, I've seen that book. I've got it on Kindle, but I really need to get the the real hardcover book so I could really take advantage of looking at it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty expensive book, but they sell it at our central office. I want to I want to get that, but. Was the multi-list um, what they actually used? So they, they took that, they crossed all the stuff out, is, and then the final document, is that what they used to print from? Uh, well, what... well, they print they, they print from the galley. I mean, once they have the the, 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 the printer's dummy, the, 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 uh-huh. the galley proof uh, has been si- signed off on. And by the way, I don't know how they got away with making – all those changes in the margin, just dozens and dozens and dozens of changes. You couldn't do that with the printer today. They would not allow you to just stand there and make all those changes after oh. they'd already set type. No, they wouldn't See, do it. You would not. I I guess I misunderstood that thing. I thought that all those changes that uh, in that that multilith or whatever. I thought that those were like when they were debating the big book the, that that they were all agreed upon changes. But, right. The the well. Okay. So and, and I think that and this is just an opinion, but I think this business that hundreds of people were involved in, yeah, in writing really the first hundred sixty four pages. I, I don't think and sometimes changes were made in Ohio. Akron would make this this for these five or six. Changes. And we know for a fact, Bill would look at them and throw three or four of them out. I mean, he, yeah. Bill had his way <laughs> in the, in the yeah. end. That was that was Bill, and uh, he had a strong character. And so, yeah, yeah, the the multi list, and it's sometimes called the lithograph, but it's not. Okay. Lith- lithography is a different process, totally from multi list. The multi list is the one that they sent out to all the doctors' offices and uh, uh, clergy oh, okay. and people who they thought might be interested uh and it, okay. many many changes were made to that but many of those changes were made right at in the printer's room uh huh. when and so so that's uh to me fascinating i just you know envision those three people standing there and making those changes that is interesting yeah well that ruth knew a lot um that's that's very interesting. She um she you know Thomas knew her um Ruth Hawk is that was no, that Bill Secretary? Ruth I didn't know yeah. that Thomas knew her no he knew her yeah and he tells a story which I think is kind of interesting that in the last in Bill's last days um he and Ruth were working on a project to write a secular version of the Big Book and <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've never heard that <laughs> yes he says he says that in her apartment. There were all these boxes of material that she, that she and Bill were working on to put this new book together, but that after Bill died, they all somehow mysteriously disappeared and vanished, and he's always been trying to figure out what happened to them, and he's he's not getting anywhere. He's gone to stepping stones. He's, he's, he's done all kinds of um, legwork trying to figure out what happened with that, because I guess Ruth was really into the Stoics, the Stoicism. And she, so she, it kind of made sense that she would probably help Bill with this. I don't know. Maybe she helped Bill with everything, but I don't know. You might want to talk to, to Thomas about that sometime, but um, he mentioned what, it on a, on a previous podcast that we did. What a, what a holy grail of AA secularity that would be, huh? To, uh, to well, and Ruth. he heard it from Ruth. <laughs> Ruth told him that. Uh, 
Very doggone. Wow. And yeah. he says the problem and, you know, with Ruth it actually, is it's all her Yeah. You know, and Ruth, really, since she was writing, she was responsible for spelling whiskey the way it was in one place uh. and maybe spelling it and in the commas. And uh, and so not, not, not that there's any fault finding. I have no fault to find on any, any of that. It's just that it was Ruth. I doubt, I doubt that Bill was dictating uh, uh, punctuation when he spoke. Right. Maybe he was. I don't know. Yeah. Well, very I, interesting. Very interesting. So you're going to do this. Is, this will be an interesting um, discussion that you'll have at the uh, conference and uh, or convention in Austin. Yes. Yes. And, we, and, one, and we'll have an, another opportunity to expose more AAs to the fact that, that it's, we are in a constant flux with the uh, first 164 pages. And, 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 I, and I have no problem with that. I just have a problem with saying that we're not in a constant flux. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Jerry, I really enjoyed this very much. Thank you for uh, for doing this and letting me know about all of this. I, I've learned a lot. It's very interesting. I love AA history. Um, a lot of people like AA history on AA Beyond Belief. Those AA history articles that Bob writes are always some of the more popular articles that we put out there. So it's right. interesting stuff. Right. Very interesting stuff. One of these days, I'll try to get to uh, the German big book and the Mexican big book. And those are fascinating stories oh, in themselves. Yeah. But uh, Absolutely. But, and I, I remember finding something about that online, that some guy, I think in Germany, he was like printing copies of the big book and giving them out to people for free, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, well, food? that's uh, there's a lot more to it. It has to do with copyrights, okay. and it's... Actually, yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah. There's German copyrights and American copyrights, and our our that is to say, AA's losing the right. uh, copyright on the first edition and on the second edition, and 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 yes, they. But what they did basically is they printed a lot of they only they only printed the first 164 pages, but they printed those in a small pocket book and gave them away, and right. meanwhile. AA was getting almost fifty dollars uh, a copy for the uh, big book, and so they had a significant loss of uh, money in Germany when these people began to give out actually thousands of these yeah. big books, and they would not take any money for them. Yeah, it was it's an interesting story. Guy. They sued him. Yeah, yeah we, well, we'll go into that sometime. One of these, we we definitely have to talk about that one of these days. Right. That is very really interesting because people are, are would be surprised that. AA would go after one of its own like that. That poor guy, he got he they really went after him if I remember if what I read was true. Yeah. Something I just happened to find on the internet. Yes. But I never knew about the Mexico thing. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, they, it's not as you know as in the German thing, uh the Mitchell K uh called the the day that we took that printer to court. Uh he called it the saddest day in AA history. Mm-hmm. Uh and so, yeah, that's the no question. The German big book fiasco is is more shameful. Mm-hmm. All we did was money grub in Mexico and try to get more money than it was worth uh, mm-hmm. and sue people for that, sue AA members uh, to get more money. But in Mexico, we really trashed a man and uh, put had him facing a prison sentence, and uh, yeah, and we broke the we that. we AA broke the uh, anonymity of a number of AA members in Germany, and that's shameful. Yep. So yeah. that is that. Well, that's definitely something we don't want to talk about one of these days. Right. Well, I could probably go on forever, Jerry, but we probably should um, <laughs> wind, wind it down. Yeah. But thank you very much for this. Uh, thank yep. you. I appreciate it. Very interesting stuff. Oh, okay, we'll, Again, we'll go over the Mexican and uh, German thing next time. Right. Okay. Take All care, right. John. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Well, that's it for another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the program. We'll be back real soon. And until then... 
Take care and be well.